Hey everyone, welcome to Talk of the Town. This is a podcast where we talk about all things media, creators, business, and more. My name is Tristan. I'm the host of the podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. And if you're returning from previous episodes, thank you so much for tuning back into new episodes of the podcast. Now, in today's episode, guys, we've got a really big podcast episode for you guys and this is one that I think a lot of you guys are really going to like there's a lot that we're going to be talking about so definitely strap in because again there there's a lot uh that we're going to be talking about when it comes down to it so first off for the podcast we're going to be talking about some really interesting news coming out of the media and news space and this has to do with Penske Media or PMC, one of the largest players really in the the media publishing and, and, you know, sort of, you know, connected to the entertainment industry. Uh, You know, they're the company that owns Billboard, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, TV Line, Deadline, you name it. They probably are involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, And they've recently announced some interesting news, actually, uh, that has to do with them investing into Vox Media, uh, becoming also its largest shareholder at the time as well. And I think that this is very interesting, right? You know, for those that don't know about Vox, they're, the, you know, the owner of brands like Vox, the New York Magazine, The Verge, The Strategist, Polygon, Vulture, Thrillist, Pop Sugar, Now This, Curbed, SB Nation. Tons of other amazing brands out there as well. And this is honestly uh, a really just jaw-dropping thing to see happening out there because honestly, this is something that um, not a lot of people saw happening. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have had this on my my bingo card for 2023, but it has happened. And um, basically, terms of the deal not being disclosed, but the companies will continue to operate independently. So basically, um, you know, expect eventually in the next couple years or so uh, that Vox Media will probably get acquired by PNC, which would not be surprising. Um, and again, Penske Media has been on a roll, right? They recently acquired Dick Clark Productions, which uh, does a lot of different things, right? You know, if you think about it, they're the largest owner and producer of live entertainment, you know, they obviously do the Golden Globes, the AMAs, the Billboard Music Awards, Dick Clark's New Year Rockin' Eve, um, so many things on, on top of that, right? So I think that this is very intriguing. Um, you know, this deal is part of a like larger strategic alliance um, with, with PMC's media brands and also uh, South by Southwest. So, you know, it's very interesting to see, uh, you know, what is happening uh, out there and things of that nature, you know, I think that, uh, you know, congrats to PMC first off for having this done, right. You know, just the ability to go out there, uh, and, and do this, I think is, is tremendously, uh, an amazing thing, uh, when you think about it. Um, and also at the same time, I mean, all the more to them again, like the fact that they're able to do this and really, um, you know, keep themselves going is tremendous. Um, you know, 
Jay Penske, the, the founder and CEO, has said that he believes that this will cement both companies as leaders in modern media if they weren't already uh, and take advantage of new opportunities at scale. So I think, you know, there's a lot that will be happening uh, between the two brands and so forth. So let me know what you guys think about this on social media and everything. Now, before we get into our second topic, I want to talk about the first sponsor of this episode, that being Maybe. Maybe lets you put your financial future in your control, letting you track all your accounts in one place, whether it is your bank accounts, your investments, your you know mutual funds, whatever the case may be. They also allow you to simulate scenarios, whether you're planning to you know save up for a trip, saving up to buy a house, saving up for retirement. They allow you to simulate how those will work, as well as get advice from qualified financial advisors and much more. I myself am a user, maybe. I'm an investor in the company. I really love what this company does. And I think all of you, if you're trying to take control of your financial future, really will benefit from using maybe. So sign up for free at maybe.co. That is M-A-Y-B-E.co. And with that being said, let's get into our second topic for this episode, which has to do with Netflix, because, oh boy, Netflix has always been in the news as of recently, whether it's for canceling shows or creating outrage, they really are not shying away from, you know, the media world right now, um, because Netflix is apparently rolling out paid password sharing in Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. Basically, what they're doing is, is they're going to be rolling this out over the next couple of months. And basically, uh, this is sort of a, you know, uh, in response to the massive backlash that they had for, you know, wanting to um, basically put a requirement on people that you had to be at a primary location uh, for, you know, a certain amount of time at any household uh, that your Netflix subscription is, is tied to, right? Uh, and uh, basically, you know, as sort of a verification system of, hey, uh, this is who, you know, you're supposed to be with and, and you know, things of that nature. Um, I think it's very interesting because, um, you know, Netflix is at a point in time where they believe that by, you know, sharing, uh, you know, however many accounts are being shared by different users that turning their ability to invest in original content. Um, and, and so like, there's a really intriguing uh, thing happening here. Um, but also at the same time, uh, they've identified password sharing as a significant revenue opportunity, right? Um, and, and believe that it could bring in billions in extra revenue and um, also things of that nature. Um, and, and we're seeing this also that, for instance, in some of these countries like Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain, that you're able to essentially buy an extra member uh, for your current plan, right? So I believe in Canada, it's like $7.99 a month. In New Zealand, it's the same. In Portugal, it's th- you know $3.99 in euros. And then in Spain, it's $5.99. Um, so I think this is sort of interesting to see. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who have talked about that, you know, they don't feel Netflix is, uh, providing enough, you know, value and enough content to justify the price of it. There's a lot of people who have said that, you know, they, um, you know, might stop using Netflix if this crackdown happens, which 
ultimately it will happen. Um, there's a lot of people as well who have talked about that if Netflix does this, they're okay with canceling and moving over to another service. And I think that's one of the cruxes of streaming is that, you know, there's so many different places out there now that you can get streaming content where it's like, you know, it's great that Netflix has all this, but at the same time, they make it kind of a detriment to themselves when they cancel these shows and, and things of that nature. So let me know what you guys think about this on social media. Are you someone that does password sharing with Netflix? Are you someone that has, you know, knows uh, people that are doing this or, you know, whatever the case may be, let me know what you guys think about this as well. Now, before we get into our next topic, I want to talk about another sponsor of the podcast, that being One More. One More is an award-winning professional audio brand that is committed to bringing consumers high-end audio solutions with studio-quality sound, a delicate design, and excellent build quality. I have tons of their products. I love using their earbuds and earphones. Whenever I'm listening to music, they provide just some of the most amazing audio experiences out there. I really love, you know, the pair of uh, earbuds I have from them, which actually has like spatial audio. I really love that as well. Um, they, you know, they have earbuds that have high fidelity sound built into them. And it just, it's a company that I've loved way before even them becoming a sponsor of myself and the podcast. So whether you're a music lover, being young, old, you deserve to hear music as it was meant to be heard, as the artist intended it to be heard. So if you want to buy some of their products, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys to go and check out. All right. Now, getting into our third topic, we're going to be talking about AMC because, oh boy, AMC is really, you know, in a very interesting time right now. And I think... um you know, all theater chains really are at a, a very, you know, trivial time. But what we're seeing right now happening uh, is a very intriguing thing, right? Um, so AMC has basically come out and said that they're going to be creating this new initiative called Sightline AMC. Now, you might be asking, what is Sightline AMC? Well, essentially, this is going to be a program that uh, basically for different ticket prices, you'll get a, you know, sort of, um, different experience in the theater, right? So, uh, the, the way of kind of that they're doing this is that it will be based off your seating selections, um, within the auditorium, right? So they're doing this in three different tiers that being value sightline, standard sightline and preferred sightline. Now, Value sightline are going to be the seats primarily in the front rows of the auditorium, going to be cheaper than your traditional tickets. And then, you know, when it comes to standard sightline, it's going to be the most common one sticking to the traditional ticket costs that you see going to like an AMC theaters right now. And then you have your value or, or your more, um, not value, but preferred sightline, sorry. And those are going to be typically... Uh, in the middle of the auditorium, cost slightly more than your standard seats. Uh, but, you know, again, these are the seats that you really crave when you're going to the theaters uh, because it's, you know, basically giving you the best environment when it comes down to it. Um, you know, people who are part of the Stubbs A-List program are already going to have preferred sightline premium, uh, which I think is great. Um, you know, really encouraging people to 
sign up for its loyalty program, which makes a ton of sense, right, to really have a direct-to-consumer approach. Um, They've also talked about a couple of different things with this. So first, it's going to be applied to all showtimes that begin after 4 p.m. at, you know, sort of participating locations. It's not going to be available on Discount Tuesdays if you're someone that is going to an AMC theater on Tuesdays, which is understandable. Uh, But what they've said is that it's going to launch in select markets and then continue expanding to AMC and AMC dine-in locations by the end of this year. So it's something really intriguing, right? And, uh, you know, basically the the chief marketing officer of AMC Theaters basically said that it's going to give a more experience-based pricing and another way for moviegoers to find value at the theaters. Uh, And on top of that, you know, they know that there are a lot of people who do prioritize their specific seat and prioritize, you know, the value when going to the theaters. I know myself, uh, I try to drag my dad out with me every time we can to go see a Marvel film rather than watching it on, you know, Disney Plus or Plex or, or, you know, however it, it gets, you know, put out there digitally because I love going to the theaters. I love being able to experience things and, Ultimately, like this is something that I think is really, um, you know, great, right? You know, this sort of makes it, you know, easier for families that if you want to go to the theater, um, you know, and pick a specific place, you know, in the theater, you're able to do that. You know, there's differing prices, and on top of that, uh, it also creates more options for people when going to the theaters, right? Again, for someone like me, just going to the theaters by myself or with my dad. We'll always go and get you know the the you know the seats right in the middle at, at Marcus Theaters, which is our local chain. But on top of that, like you know, it also creates the ability now for people who you know, it, let's say you're a family of three, four, five people wanting to go to the theaters, makes it a little bit more cheaper, uh, especially you know with, with the clock, you know of inflation and all that happening as well. So I think that this is very interesting and so forth. So. Let me know what you guys think about this on social media when it comes down to it and everything like that. All right. Now, let's talk about another sponsor of the podcast, guys, that being Zencaster. Zencaster is the all-in-one podcast platform. Zencaster bundles all your needs into one place, that being recording, editing, distributing, and monetizing all from the same place. It's never been easier to podcast. I myself use Zencaster for the podcast. I'm also an investor in the company because I love what they're doing. They give you the ability to record in 4K with also 16-bit audio, being able to edit, distribute through RSS and other means, as well monetize through the Zencaster Creator Network, through brand deals, ad networks, everything all in one place. If you're someone that wants to take podcasting seriously, go and use Zencaster. You can sign up for free at Zencaster.com. That is Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. Or there will be a link in the show notes as well. All right. Now, let's get into our next topic, which has to do with a really interesting news coming out of Vox. You know, that being the TV brand, uh, because they've announced that they're not going to be merging with News Corp, you know, which is also owned by the Murdoch family, uh, which I think is really intriguing. Uh, and also that they're going to be eyeing a lot of merger and acquisition opportunities now, uh, given this, because 
um, I think it's very intriguing, right? You know, a lot of people were asking them to explore combining Fox Entertainment with, you know, News Corp, uh, which, you know, primarily is known for Fox News and things of that nature. But I think it's very intriguing, right? Um, basically, the reason why they're doing this is that they think scale is important. Uh, and by keeping the brands kind of separately, uh, it's been, you know, a favorite for traditional uh, investors and things like that. But also, a lot of people do agree that Fox itself has been smaller since, you know, the rest of 21st Century Fox was sold to Disney years ago. Um, they believe that they're in a strong position to capture opportunities when they present themselves uh, and that they are going to be doing a lot when it comes down to it. Um, and I think ultimately this is very intriguing, right? They've also announced with Fox Sports that Tom Brady uh, is going to be joining, you know, uh, for the NFL season in the fall of 2024. So I think it'll be uh, very interesting to see what happens with Fox Entertainment and, you know, what do they do from a business standpoint? Um, because ultimately, this is something I think um, that is kind of, you know, unique, right? It is something that we've not seen um, happening for quite some time. So who knows? What could happen from this? I'm certainly intrigued to see, um, you know, whatever happens and, and stuff like that. So let me know what you guys think about this on social media. Probably many of you don't care about this, but I think it's very intriguing to talk about when it comes down to it. All right. Now, with that being said, guys, let's get into our fourth topic. The first time on the podcast, we're doing more than three topics and this has to do with twitter and oh boy man where do i begin twitter itself is still uh in a dumpster fire for many reasons but um there's two main things that we're going to be talking about first off uh you know elon musk is looking for more ways to make twitter profitable uh and really uh, is implementing a new strategy the first one is taking aim at businesses and their brands on social media uh because as you guys know uh, Twitter is not profitable right now. It has not been profitable for quite some time in its history. Uh, and Elon Musk widely overpaid for Twitter, right? You know, some people believe Twitter was worth, you know, $25 billion, And Elon Musk paid over, you know, $44 billion for Twitter. Uh, so one thing that's happened recently is that uh, well-known brands have been receiving this golden checkmark to distinguish them from the blue checkmarks uh, that are given to subscribers of Twitter Blue, right? Basically, the gold checkmark is meant to verify the business or a brand as legitimate, right? Well, according to a report from The Information, Twitter is essentially now charging brands to keep their golden checkmark at a cost of $1,000 a month. And this has been given out to people uh, across the board, right, uh, Matt Navarro um, recently tweeted this out, actually, uh, that basically they are going to be doing this. An email um, was screenshotted and sent out to a lot of people that says, as a, a quote, as an early access subscriber, you'll get a gold checkmark for your organization and affiliate badges for its association. Next week, we'll onboard you to our administrative portal, and you'll be eligible for tweet boosting. If you'd like to subscribe, verified for organizations is $1,000 per month and $50 per additional affiliated handle 
per month with one month of free affiliations. And there are more uh, confirmations of this happening to people out there. And honestly, this is kind of intriguing uh, across the board, right? You know, again, um, Twitter Blue being $8 a month. I've actually been paying for it on, on multiple different accounts, and I've found value out of it. Uh, but I think it's really intriguing to see how this happens, right? You know, what are brands going to be getting out of paying $1,000 a month for Twitter, you know, verification with these gold check marks uh, and, and things like that, right? So basically charging businesses to keep their check mark. I think it actually is a, a very um, smart move by Twitter's um, doing, right? Because they're essentially saying, hey, brands, uh, if you want to continue being verified and, and, and you know, for uh, everyday people to be able to tell what is a real or, you know, a legitimate account um, from, you know, uh, your Twitter, uh, you know, I think that this actually is sort of a very unique thing. Uh, on, the, on top of that, uh, they've also recently announced as part of that that uh, they're going to be sharing ad revenue with creators that are subscribed to Twitter Blue. Um, so I think that that's actually very intriguing. I think it's really nice. Um, you know, some people um, have also said that um, Twitter's legacy blue verification system is deeply corrupted. So Elon is going to be setting that uh, in within the next coming months. And honestly, I'm not surprised by that by any means, right? Um, basically, the way that this is, is that um, they're going about it is that the gold check mark is going to be a form of advertising, right? If Elon wants to be good at advertising, basically, uh, this is how they're going to do it, right? And, and I think ultimately, um, you know, it is how it is. So let me know what you guys think about this and everything out there. Um, you know, do you think that this is great? You know, what, what do you think about it and, and so forth? All right. And lastly, guys, we're going to be doing our fifth and final topic for this episode. That being the news that I did not expect. And actually, this flew under the radar for me, um, actually, is that Hulu has renewed Hitmonkey for a second season uh, on its streaming service. This is actually a Marvel animated show. And this is actually... Uh, really intriguing, right? Uh, now, for those that basically don't know, uh, this show was originally part of a package deal that Marvel and the now shut down Marvel Television did with Hulu. Um, that was, you know, a, a really intriguing, you know, thing, right? Uh, this was going to be basically sort of like an animated counterpart, you know, uh, or very mimicking um, what Marvel did with Netflix. Uh, by creating animated shows that would be connected and then eventually a miniseries called The Offenders, you know, obviously playing off of, you know, the Defenders team up. Uh, but as you, many of you guys probably remember, uh, back in late 2019, Marvel TV got shut down. They folded into Marvel Studios. And after that, a lot of the shows that were part of the animated lineup, like Howard the Duck and Tiger and Dazzler, got scrapped. Uh, they did Modoc in, in May of 2021 and then got canceled. Hip Monkey followed. And um, from there, you know, we really never heard much after November 2021 when this show 
premiered. But it seems that now uh, Hulu and 20th Television Animation are going to be moving forward with this. Uh, They are dropping the Marvel name from the show, but it will still be attached to the show in other ways. They've also announced that co-creators Josh Gordon and Will Speck will remain as producers. Uh, On top of that, um, practically the entire cast is coming back, right? That being Olivia Munn, Jason Sudeikis, Fred Tedeschi, and Ali Mackey are coming back. And then Leslie Jones is also going to be joining the show for season two. Uh, And I think that's really interesting, right? Um, Because uh, to see, again, you know, a Marvel show that is not directly tied to the MCU that is um, in a different format, I think is really really great. I mean, I'm someone who was a big lover of the shows that Marvel Television did before Disney Plus came out. You know, big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, big Cloak and Dagger fan, big Runaways fan, um, big Hellstrom fan. I I know I'm one of the few minority that will will say that. Uh, But ultimately, this is really great. Uh, And I think what this also does is it releases sort of the vice grip that Marvel Studios has over the TV and animation uh, library of Marvel characters and and really allows for, you know, different projects to show up in different places and really create um, some really amazing content, right? Now, do I expect that we're going to get Marvel shows again on like ABC and and Freeform and uh, Hulu that are in live action? Absolutely not, right? I would not bet on that by any means. Kevin Feige, Victoria Alonso, uh, and all the people working at Marvel Studios are going to fight to the death to make sure live action does not go on any other place but Disney Plus or in the theater. So I think that this is very interesting. Um, you know, if you're a fan of um, you know things like Hit Monkey, then you're probably excited for this. And I, I think it'll be very intriguing to see how this goes. Uh, and and everything like that. So let me know what you guys think on social media about this as well. All right, everyone. So that being said, that is the end of this episode of the podcast. Hopefully you did enjoy this episode of the podcast. We talked about a lot of different things uh, when it came down to it. And uh, ultimately, I think you guys will enjoy uh, these longer episodes that we're going to be doing on the podcast moving forward. So with that being said, guys, make sure to support the podcast on social media by sharing this, leaving a like, and you know, just talking about the podcast really means a lot. Uh, on top of that, we also just recently did our first guest episode of the podcast with Johnny Price from WeFunder. We had a really great conversation in that episode. So definitely go check out that episode after this. Really would mean a lot to myself and everyone working on the podcast. And if you want to follow the podcast on social media, make sure to go to Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The username is Talk of Town Pod. And with that being said, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Tristan, and we'll see all of you in the next one.